Well, Freak Nation, 22 years ago, I can't tell you what Richard Petty was doing, but uh, he had a chance to jump in the Freak Nation, Crasher. Uh, it, share with the Freak Nation why Richard Petty was hanging out at WWT Raceway uh, this weekend. It was pretty awesome. They had the king become the first official cup driver. I mean, okay, fine. He's retired. He's a legend. But still, the first official cup driver to take a lap on WWT Raceway, Worldwide Technology Raceway's asphalt. It was awesome. He took his old, well, his old show car, 43, on general tires, mind you, Mm -hmm. around that track, and people were just stoked about it. He also cut the ribbon to officially kick off the Cup weekend in St. Louis. So, yeah, he was was arguably master of ceremonies on Friday. Everybody wanted to get a piece of the king, Richard Petty. Oh, and we were one of them. And here he is, Freak Nation, the legend, Richard Petty, joining the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. It's a significant day for you here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. And I asked you this earlier, you don't have a big history of running in Missouri back in the day, do you? No, we really don't. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're even running Illinois. <laughs> you know, just NASCAR just never came in this particular area. So that's what's making this such a big deal is it's a brand new opening for us for the West, the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you figure if you look back at history and stuff, this was a jumping off place back in the 1880s or 90s when people started going West. And uh, so NASCAR is jumping off here, hoping to get some more in the West. And we got so many fans out this way that have to drive, go a long way uh, to see a race. Mm-hmm. They watch it on TV, listen to it. But it's one of the deals where, uh, they had the track, they had the fans, so NASCAR comes to them. It's not a mm-hmm. we build a field, they will come. Well, they had the field already here, so we come. So here we are. Why do you think that is? Because there's so many dirt tracks and small tracks in Missouri. Why do you think there's never been a St. Louis race? Well, you know, they finally got to Kansas City, I think. Yeah, right. You know, but uh, it, it's one of the deals that NASCAR, per se, got away from the dirt tracks, and I guess in 1970. One or seventy-two, mm-hmm. and then they come back and start doing Bristol a couple times a year. But hopefully, uh, you know, they don't go back. That, that's too back, too far back in history, especially with the new cars and stuff we got today. Do you think that it's too far back in history just because of the technology? Is there a danger to it, no, or it, is it good to have it, some parity? No, no it's, it's the technology is what's changed everything. We started in 1949 with just a stock car. We kept modifying it and modifying it and modifying it. And they finally ran out of things they couldn't modify anymore. <laughs> so they just threw all everything we had away and started in 2022 with a brand new design, brand new engine, brand new car, brand new wheels, tires. So that all these boys are still learning. We just run, what, 12 or 14 races. So people are still learning the car, what it can do and what they can get out of it. Are you appreciative of what that has done to the crew chiefs, to just the crews in general, to the drivers? They do have to start over, and it's been great for the fans. We've seen some good parody, but what do you think the crews are going through? Well, you know, some of the guys adapt. It's like everything. Some people adapt to it quicker. Some people will never adapt to it, and then some people will take a long time to adapt, and then there's a few of them that just adapted right off the bat. And you got to figure that the majority of the guys that, that we got running today are you know, 19, 20 years, well, 20 years old to 25 years old. You know what I mean? And they they come through running all kinds of different tracks and 
you know, started maybe in go-karts and worked their way up, you know, so they finally made it to the big time. So they're, they've come along and changed as they went along. So they're ready to change. You got some of these guys that probably 40, 50 years old that's running, and they're so used to doing what they're doing, kind of hard for them to adapt. You're saying the Kevin Harvick's of the world, maybe the Martin Truex's <laughs> Kurt Busch. It could be. Uh, <laughs> what about COVID changed things in the sense of video games became even more important to honing your skills. Could you compete in this sort of generation with they've got video games, they've got just all this different mindset of where they're going? You know, the only way to, to do what you're doing is do it. In other words, if you want to golf, you got to golf every day. You can't learn in a studio. Racing's the same way as far as I'm concerned. And you know what I mean? You watch it, you learn where the track is and stuff. You get to the racetrack, everything is different. Everything. Surroundings are different. The cars are different. Screens are different. You know, and most of your uh, deals that you see on the screen is flat screen. It's not 3D. So it's hard to get the depth perception. And what makes a good driver is knowing that depth, not how to turn the wheel or all that, but knowing the depth perception of, of what he's coming up on. What's one of the major changes that you faced in your career that you would say, I am never going to wear a five-point seat belter. I'm not going to have a roll cage. That window net that I invented, I'm putting that thing back down. <laughs> you got to figure, my dad was the first one to put a roll bar in a cup car. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we was one of the first ones to ever run winter nets after I had a bad wreck in 1970 at Darlington Marm throughout the winter. So NASCAR started mandating that. So anything that improves safety you know we've we've done some of it but we follow suit you know see you watch a wreck and see it mm -hmm. what can i do to make it safer for my driver and that's what everybody does nascar has been doing a real heck of a good job for that i would imagine we with the death of dell earnhardt from a, your perspective the advance in safety and technology in nascar just skyrocketed it went bonkers and i bet you were just like i'm sorry that someone had to lose their life but the safety that came out of that death is incredible. Well, you know, nothing's ever going to be 100% safe, okay? And you got to look at the cars that we're running today are so much smaller than the cars that I used to drive. I mean, I used to put my, my hand out the window and had all you could see was my hand. Even now, going down the straight where they see your shoulder. That's how small the cars are. <laughs> so they had to improve the safety of the cars because there wasn't anything to give except the bodies and the, and the people. So, uh, you know, all in all, it's uh, it's just been a whole lot better. Richard, we do a lot of work with General Tire, and I know Petty's Garage is tied in with General Tire, and the advancement of that tire in the ARCA series is incredible, what General Tire's done. Yeah, they've done a heck of a job because, you know, they run them some, a couple of dirt tracks, but they run small asphalt deals. They run Daytona. They run Talladega. So the, they got their tire market down pretty good. We had... I guess we got Goodyear in, in the Cup Series, mm -hmm. but Goodyear can't hardly take care of the Cup Series with their with their race and stuff. So then it comes back down to somebody like General Tire, uh, Continental Tire, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, they come in and they say, "Okay, we can we can do this." And they again, like you said, they've done a heck of a job, and. They, they have very few tire problems if the drivers do it right. Before we let you go, I have to say it was so cool to see you joining Kyle and everybody on the Kyle Petty charity ride. That was a oh. great family moment for you guys. The picture of you guys in the Grand Canyon. Oh, oh yeah, that that was a great deal. We was there 
you know, five, six, seven days, 1,500 miles on the uh, motorcycle, but we was able to stop and spend time looking at the scenery and stuff. So it was a great day, and uh, they raised a lot of money for Victory Junction Camp, and that's what it was all about. Richard, thanks for doing this, buddy. Okay, man. Thank you, guys. I can can hear you now. Okay. (laughs) Well, Grasher, do you care to explain to the Freak Nation what we're talking about there? Statman Crasher had her Dale Earnhardt Jr. moment, and I forget who it was with you. Uh, Crasher, do you you care to share with the Freak Nation? So that was our second interview with the King because the first interview we had was right (laughs) after he drove on the track, and his team at the time, his PR team at the time said, hey, just go ahead and come over into the garage area. We'll just do it there. Because he had been, you know, obviously going in 5,000 different directions. So we doing that. Not only as soon as we started the interview, did all the cup cars start warming up and it was impossible to hear each other. Oh, but when Kenny handed me the camera to start shooting, he had already turned it on. I didn't realize that. So when I pressed the button, I pressed pause. <laughs> Not knowing. So the whole interview was on pause. We have the lead up to the interview and the end or after the interview. I didn't record a damn oh, yeah. thing. There you go. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I felt uh, awful. I welcome I to the club. I got him back for a second time. Welcome to the club. Kenny's got his moment. I've got my moment. Now you got your moment. At least, at least she didn't tell you, Crash. I thought I was working with a pro. That's what Ken Block said to me when I screwed up. <laughs> Okay, so listen, so all three of our moments of screwing up the audio video are with massive legends. You with Ken Block, who is just a worldwide beyond sensation. I don't even know what the word is to describe him. He is a legend, a living legend right now in the making. Me with Richard Petty, the king, seven-time NASCAR champion, and Kenny with arguably NASCAR's most popular driver ever, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. Mind blown. Here it is. Freak Nation also coming up this hour, Chase Briscoe, who sat on the pole for today's WWT Raceway race. You can say St. Louis, but the track isn't in St. Louis. It's in southeastern Illinois. So when Kenny goes up on stage, we were on the midway stage yesterday after Mm -hmm. the truck race and says, anybody who can show me an out-of-state driver's license. And I look at him and I'm like. What's out of state? Is Illinois out of state or is Missouri out of state? The first person to show me a Missouri license got So that's what won? Okay. Yeah, I got slapped across the face. And I said, my name is Stat, man. You can email me. Stat, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 